Hello, 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 and welcome <laughs> to the spread. Um, after quite a short hiatus, yeah. Um, with Kaz and Nini, I'm Kaz, and I'm Nini, and it's so good to be back. It's been crazy busy and even almost impossible to find uh, space to just do the things that make us happy, yeah. like meet each other. Yeah, yeah. How have you been? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I know we're so used to seeing each other all the time that yeah. even a two week gap can make such a big difference. And then so much has happened. Yes. Yeah. Do you wanna No. You don't wanna? <laughs> no. Okay, there's been a shift. There's in, been a in the universe. Uh, yeah. There was like an earthquake. I felt it. Yeah. I yeah. thought that it was because I was sitting with this like gorgeous German stunt coordinator guy. Oh in Karura Forest. Mm-hmm. Just like chatting about everything and anything i thought the earthquake was because of how hot this man was but you know it really affected everyone it's, life. it's what they call the butterfly effect it, you know yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so i think it happened with like everybody at around the same time that yeah. it was around the time of the full moon i know you know what's really exciting about this gap it's like i've gotten back into the dating scene mommy check you out. i was just like you know i can't be first of all this has so much to do with what we're talking about today. But I had completely blocked myself from experiencing, you know, like fun times, fun times with like good looking boys, mm. good looking men. Yeah. And I've gone on two dates in the past uh, three weeks. Yeah. Which were how? Which Share. was so, one I was asked, the other I asked. I was just like, this Love guy it. is so hot. Love I have it. to just be with you alone yeah. in a forest somewhere. <laughs> See if anything can happen. <laughs> there really nothing did happen. I was chips fungoad, but then I didn't fungika. You know. Hauku funguka. Asiku funguka. Uli fungwa lakini hauku funguka. Okay. Is there a reason? Uh, yeah. T- tired. We'd come from a shoot. Like we physically had drinks, tired. Yeah, just, just blackout tired, like that kind of exhaustion. And it's funny because a lot of, another friend of mine who's on the same shoot said the same thing. She was ships fungoad, but... Haku fungoka. Haku fungoka. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice. I got ships fungoad. Yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can be accepting. <laughs> if you don't fungoka during a ships funga, then it's, I don't know if you can call it a ships funga. That's not the you, point. The action of being fungoad and putting the paper bag is the point. And being unaware oh, oh. of the process so until you're. For example, you're out, <laughs> you're, you're having a good night, you go to the shop, the chips shop, you order fries and cuckoo, put it in a bag, <laughs> take it home. When you get home, you black out. <laughs> The point is, you bought the chips. <laughs> that is the only point here. It's been so long since I was chips phone, but I'm actually so excited about this, guys. I am. You know what? I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise your victory. <laughs> Good for you, girl. Good Yay! for you. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's better than you've done in a very long time. In a very long time. Yeah. And it's amazing because you know what I'd missed? The cuddles and the holding. The basic stuff. Huh? Just that stuff. That's what we did. We got into bed. I was held. It's been almost a year since I was held wow. by a strong masculine just figure. Just there, like just the presence of a man. And I love it. I love the presence of a man who honestly, even if it's for five minutes, you just want to love me for those five yeah. minutes. Come, come. Yeah. Imagine I'm open to your love. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can I can understand that. And and which is what we're talking about today, um sex after breakups mm. and everything around it. Yeah. Do you wanna I mean, you've been broken up longer than I have. Do yeah. you wanna share your experiences? There's been a drought. There's been like such a drought that that, that for me it's like uh, there were cobwebs. Are and there, there was phases? Like cotton wool. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just like blocked. Like for real. And it's, I'm not talking about my vagina. I'm talking about the experience of wanting to share my body. First of all, I was in a relationship with this other guy for like almost five years. And, you know, th- the sex was so great that I didn't feel the need to go to Aftaing anywhere else. And so my body was just only his. He knew exactly. Even I mean, it was so easy. It's just so easy when you've been with someone that long. Yeah, they understand everything. All the nooks and crannies. Everything. Mm-hmm. So even your orgasm comes if you need it quickly, if you want it slower. It's just like yeah, you understand yeah. even the way your bodies are moving, right? And the idea of, for me, it was always like, oh, that guy is so hot. And then get to chat with him and then see his hands and then imagine the hands and then look at his body and then imagine just the strangeness of it. I'd be like, I just want to go home and be in my bed and it's okay, I'll hug my pillow. <laughs> and that's what it was. It's like a scary kind of feeling? Yeah, like a new territory and you have to go in and conquer this new territory. No one went before you. you yeah. know, that's what it feels like. For me, it's opening my space. And I, I keep saying it's it's an age thing. I didn't care. Like five years ago... Before I got into this relationship, I had been single for about four years before I got into this year, this one. And I remember just there was the chips funga for the weekend. There were not chips funga. There was the guy who the hookup for the weekend, the hookup for the dates, the ones that the hookups for the ones that you just go out for dinner when you want to be treated and spoiled. And yeah, and like all your ducks were in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like this one guy is supposed to fulfill all that stuff. And then when he's gone, it's how do you go back into this rediscovery space? And I think for me, it was an an unexpected breakup. It was a very traumatic breakup as well. And just being unprepared, I think it had something to do with because my self-esteem went down after the end of the relationship. I think we need to talk more about PTSD. Yes. During breakups, because Mm. I think it's 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 not just discussed and i think it's a very um real thing that happens post-traumatic stress syndrome right? yes yeah because i i just i couldn't begin to imagine i mean it's almost like you like we were shooting um a scene in kibera and a house burnt and so i was just imagining the way this guy will come went to work in the morning his kids went to school and then he'll come back and his house is burnt and it's like that's a guy's life that's the reality of someone's life. That's how it is. Like I went to school and I came back and the house was burnt. And picking up the pieces was, I wasn't prepared for it. I remember I didn't even have the strength to work for one year. So how am I going to, if my trauma had to do with cheating, betrayal. It had so much to do with the why of it. Am I less sexy? Am I less beautiful? And how do I go and present that as sexy to the outside world? Yeah. So sex after the breakup for me was, an, you kept asking, are you having sex? I tried. I tried to get to the place where I'm flirting, where I'm playing with other people. And you know what I did at the very end of it? <laughs> I, went back, I went back to, to the, the ex. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. I mean, it's because it's easy. 
it's the easiest and regardless of how much like withdrawal comes with that sex with the ex it's still the easiest place to go mm. for if you need that physical fulfillment and the comfort because uh, why is it easy it's because he knows he knows everything you don't have to pretend to be somebody else. You know, if you're sleeping with somebody for the first time, there's so many airs that you go into the bedroom with. Like, oh, I have to look cute. I have to tuck in my stomach. I have to be sexy. for it. With your ex, it's just like, you know me already. Yeah, I just I, go shit. Yeah. I just go, really, that's it. I just go shit and then now I'm, I'm, he still loves me. Yeah. With a guy, it's like I can't fart. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if he likes my ass. Yeah. I don't know if he likes the way my boobs look. I don't know. I don't know if he likes anything. And all of the body image things it, that, that come into play. Yeah. And then ah, it's just it's traumatic. It, it is. is. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. So it's the easiest thing to do is is well, the easiest physical and even emotional thing to do is to go back to the ex but also that has it comes with its consequences all that was traumatic as well because yeah. i got sucked back into the pain like yeah like no stopping sliding skidding oh, what the, what the, ah, like that yeah. into the pain and the pain was real because for him it was almost like yo chick i'm sorry i cheated on you yeah that's 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 the end of the story get over it get over it now me i'm back with the ex who first of all i first of all i'm i've got self esteem issues because why the hell did you feel the need to cheat on me 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 and all my amazingness why would anyone need to cheat on me then you answer a question i actually asked for real why would anyone need to cheat on me i mean i'm the kind of chick who uh, there's never a, i have a headache you guy if you want squanos deos i'm just I'm in the relationship for both of us and I was that way with him and I never saw it coming never like so then I go back to this guy who I hate but love but need the comfort from and I'm angry but I want you to apologize but he me said I'm oh, sorry so see the sorrow yeah it has we've moved on but I'm not done with it so then I started to beat myself up like what's wrong with you why what kind of this is the only this is the only man who can love you Ashara this is what you believe i started to ask myself those questions and then i started to feel guilty because it would be but you know i'm horny and really all i have to do is your dude you know are you home are you home i'm coming mm. yeah or you know i need to be sorted or you can just be exactly who you are without any pretense i can even be heartbroken within that space and say yeah fuck me yeah. i hate you don't speak to me and <laughs> you're okay both of you are yeah. fine yeah and it's it's comforting in a way but then i just got wrapped up in the pain again and was just no you know how it ended oh it just stopped like i said to myself stop i said stop and i just stopped like how people tell you that i just quit cigarettes i just stopped i stopped calling i stopped texting and and that's hard yeah. to do yeah it's so hard to do mm. and i just said i won't i won't text or call him until i feel good when i think of him not bad when i think of you i won't feel ah pain ah sorrow i will start calling and texting when i start to feel a good feeling when i think of him <laughs> how far away is that in the future i think uh, be- because of the way you broke up that it'll definitely take you longer for example when i broke up with my ex a year ago um i had i have this chain that i'm wearing which is a love heart pendant which my ex gave me yeah. i think on our anniversary or something and um when i broke up with my ex the first thing that i did was to take the chain off and i was going to do the silly thing of throwing it but i'm like it's such a it's such a it's pretty, such chain. A pretty chain yeah, <laughs> <it> <laughs> like i wouldn't throw it until 
And I said, I remember saying to myself that when I put this chain back on is when I'd have moved past the hurt and the anger mm -hmm. and I would, ha I would start loving that person again, like from a completely genuine place. And I literally put this chain on maybe two, two or three months ago is when I put the chain back on because now like we're, we're best of friends. I feel like we're friends. I've moved on from the hurt and the pain. I'm very happy in the spaces in which we are at in our lives. Mm. And I've moved on. And I've, there's no more hurt. There's no more hurt. Have you had sex with I ex? mean, I was in a relationship. I got into a relationship after that. That relationship ended a year ago. And then like a few months after that, I got into another relationship. Did that help? Because that's exactly it. It is the question of you got over this one relationship by starting another relationship with someone else that was very sexual. Yes. So you got sex after a breakup, but not sex with the ex. And did that no. help? Did sex with another person help? Okay, so let me just backtrack my life story. I broke up with my ex in July last year, 2015. And then I had my, my post-sex, my post-breakup sex was very traumatic. Like I thought that I could do it, but I, I honestly couldn't. And every time that I slept with somebody... I cried. For me, it was just like I had, I was just like, what am I doing? I hate myself. I hate, why am I giving my body? And then I just stopped. I was just like, I can't, like, I don't want to, because for me, the physical part was like deeply connected to the emotional part. So I really didn't want to give myself to anybody. Mm. And then I met somebody that I really liked and we didn't sleep with each other for like uh, um, two months. Yeah. Well, distance helped. <laughs> I'm just rolling my eyes <laughs> internally, babe. I'm like, yeah, what else? <laughs> but it was two months. <laughs> and the distance really helped because, of course, he wasn't around. Yeah. But then, um, and then that, and so with that two months, I we got to know each other. We got to like each other. You know, it was, it was really beautiful, like what we formed. At, so by the time I did sleep with him, um, I was, I didn't have any of that guilt, any of that horrible feeling of like, I, cause I had gotten to a point where I was just like, I do not want to give my body to anybody. And you were okay in that space of just completely cobwebs completely. and yeah. But also to be completely honest, it didn't really last that long. <laughs> like my cobwebs <laughs> didn't really last that long, but it's cool. <laughs> um, so when I did, and it's so funny because I feel like the, the guy that I ended up dating, I feel like he was my, um, like a corkscrew. He unblocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then that full-aged red bottle, of, bottle of red wine. Came pouring down. Malbec. <laughs> was just like, it was ready. It was just like, hello world. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to think if, if in any part of the sexual adventure, you had a very exciting sexual journey. I did. Yeah. But uh, did it help with, the, with getting over... It, oh. I, do, I think my getting over my ex from a year ago um, had everything to do with me, my ex and I. It had nothing to do with the mm. sex. So um, we talked our way out of <laughs> our breakup. <laughs> like we were each other's confidants. We said what we were, you know, like if, when it was hurtful, we talked about the pain. We talked about just everything. And we were each other's shrinks. Mm -hmm. So it, that is what helped with the breakup and that's what helped lead us back into our friendship which we have now which is like unbreakable like literally we are each other's ride or die yeah so where we are in in i i want to be like this and i think i formed this kind of relationship with all of my exes we we have like such deep relationships and the reason i don't like breakups is because more than anything i feel like i lose a friend so 
but when it comes to sex, sex in, in a relationship is all, for me, is always better. Like the sex outside of a relationship is so much more exciting in my head. But when it actually happens, it's just like, yeah. I didn't want that. I don't yeah. want that. I mean, at the end of the day, I think, especially after a breakup, we're all just trying to ease the pain of losing a partner. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, to ease the pain. And it's ridiculous because the only thing that you want is the partner in some warped way whether it's an angry breakup or it's a it's a, you know, you know one that of those, makes sense yeah. because it's uh i guess sleeping with other people means that you're trying to find your ex in the other person and so when the sex is done you're like um but you're not nanny yeah and it I was think that's nothing what, like it's clumsy yeah. yeah it's it's almost it's like chattering new territory and and if you're not open to discovering a new person you're hung up on your past thinking about the way this person just knew how to turn you on by just a flick of his finger you know it's like oh i'm ready baby and this guy is like doing all these wrong things and no no softer no no gentler no no don't go there yet i'm not ready it's like <laughs> yeah uncharted and it's not fun especially yeah. when um, you're not open to the experience of this person yeah i can get that yeah so, we've talked about sex after breakups, but what about breakup sex? Breakup sex. Yes. And not the breakup sex that you had a year after you'd broken up with your ex and no, gone back. No, this is the one that the anger is in the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we've broken up and rah, 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 we're yeah. cool. That is the best sex <laughs> ever. We'll be getting into that in just a bit. <laughs> You know what, we, for, for now, I mean, we're going to take a short break right now, but then we want to know what your experience has been with sex after a breakup. Like, have you found it difficult to get back into the game? Have you found it difficult to expose your body to someone new, to let someone into your vagina or penis area or body area or whatever? Just that whole sharing your space with someone else. Has that been difficult for you? We want to know. Send us an email, the spread. Kenya at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook. Uh, the Spread Podcast or on Twitter, The Spread Podcast without the A um, at the end, podcast. And on Instagram if you want to DM or if you want to send us pictures or just let us know what you think of the show, uh, The Spread Podcast. We'll be back. Hey, yeah. I want to show you places that I won't let nobody else see. I wanna hide. I don't want nobody else seeing me naked. But I'll risk it for you. I want you to take it. If you'd like to advertise in this space and get your product or service marketed to the thousands of people who are listening to the show right now, send us an email, thespreadkenya at gmail.com. And we are back on the spread with Kaz and Nini. It's so good to be back. I'm loving this show. I know. Sex after a breakup in all shapes and all sizes. First of all, we all know whether it's your first breakup or your 10th breakup. I don't think you ever get used to getting broken up or being broken up nope. with <laughs> being nope. dumped or dumping. or dumping. The end of a relationship is not something you ever get accustomed to. It might take shorter for you to get over it. And sometimes... 
for, I mean, like for me, I know it could take as long as a year, two years, three years. Be okay with it. Yeah. That's my number one thing. Be okay with it. It's like a roller coaster. When you get on a roller coaster, you already know it's going to be um, scary and, and evoke all sorts of emotions. Yeah. But I, I, the easiest way, I've only been on a roller coaster twice in my life. The first time I was just like, I, I was freaked out and it was such like a baby thing just for like two small slopes <laughs> but then I kind of learned how to work it so like when you got to the top of the hill I knew that it was going to go down it was going to freak me out so I kind of in my head I imagined that I was the one who was driving the train so it's I imagined that I was in control <laughs> of the situation and that's what helped me get over the ride without like thinking that my life was going to end oh wow. I think that's <laughs> That's, that's how to deal it's easier said than done I know to deal with breakups but I think that's the best way to do it yeah break up sex break up sex break up sex is when you have sex with your ex immediately after, after you break the breakup up. yes sometimes it's really hot it's yes. really hot because it is so actually I'm not even gonna say sometimes because honestly it's always been really hot yeah and it's because of the emotional uh, the level of emotion that's going on in between the two of you, the sense of loss, the sense of trying to hold on to something like, because... Like it's going to be your last time. It's going to be your last time yeah. ever to have this thing. The anger, the hurt, the there's too many emotional explosions happening in the air. And I don't know if it's a good thing because I know that I've had breakup sex and not with the ex and not left the situation after the experience of sex even if it's mind-blowing I've never left the situation happy I've never left the situation at peace yeah I've never left the situation going oh so you know we sorted out all the issues so now I'm good I can move on with my life or nope. we can go back into the relationship or works. whatever it never works like that mm -hmm. breakup sex is the worst he came I was working out of the country at the time and I remember when I found out that he was cheating on me, the fucker gets on a plane and comes to see me, which doesn't make sense because then why were you sleeping with those other women? You could have just gotten on a plane and come, and come and to see me. me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even make sense to find him there. And I was so, you know, I hadn't seen him in four months. I had missed him so much. I was so angry. I was so heartbroken. I was everything in one time and I just wanted to hold on to him for dear life, stab him, rip him apart, gouge out his eyes, pluck his fingernails out. Like I wanted to cause pain and pleasure while I'm riding him. I'm doing all these things, yeah. by the way, stabbing his heart. Yes, <laughs> that is the experience of how it felt to see him walk into the hotel. I was like, so of course, when we get into the room, he comes into my room. He's not sleeping in my room. Just like find him a freaking room is what I told the receptionist and find it far away from where I am. So I don't even know what I'm doing. First of all, it's so confusing. You don't know You don't know how you, I was not making sense. I wanted him and I didn't want him. So it's a push and pull thing. And of course, when we got into the room, there was the whole attack. Oh, really? Vicious attack of each other's bodies. Like, <laughs> how, do you, how do you explain that? After feeling all of these feelings, like the first thing that happened when you, the two of you were alone was just like attack. Attack. Instant. I just wanted him inside. I don't know. And I have, I, honestly, I can't explain it. I just, I really just wanted to possess what was mine. 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 I can, un ah, mine. I know exactly what you mean. Yes. I can understand mine. that. Yeah. And then it's almost 
Because in that moment, I don't want you. I hate you, but I love you. And I, I'm angry because you've taken the hundred, hundreds of moments of this that we could have shared away. Yeah. There were so many levels of emotion. And I remember feeling like I was in heaven and in hell at the very same time. Like loving him and hating him and wanting him and wanting to kill him. That was just so crazy. But it did not help the situation. We didn't roll away from each other and the problems were sorted or the things that had happened hadn't happened. It couldn't change the ache, the pain, the betrayal, the everything. It couldn't. So for me, bad idea. Sex with the ex. It's so delicious, yeah. but bad idea. Yeah. Emotionally, for me, bad idea. Yeah. I don't think mine was that juicy. I mean, the sex was juicy. But then, yeah. I mean, I had a, I, my ex and I had a really strange breakup where mm. we, we broke up and then um, we decided that we were just going to act like we're still dating for a month <laughs> after we'd broken up and just like, you know, sleep in the same bed, living, you know, we were living in the same house, so sleep in the same bed, just like, you know, goodbye, honey, when you go to work. And it it worked. It worked for the month that it was supposed to work. Like we just played because, I mean, it's really hard. We're living in the same house. It's it's really hard. The breakup didn't mean, like, you know, one of us needed to move out of the house immediately. It wasn't going to happen like that. Realistically speaking, we've, we've been together for, we were together for three years. So breaking up, I'm, nobody can be expected to find a house in a month. Mm. It's unrealistic. So mm. we have to be able to live civilly until one of us is able to move out of the house and find, you know, just like the, the logistics of it, then split the house. You take this, I take <laughs> this, like proper divorce, yeah. you know? So we had to stay together and we weren't going to stay together in second, in separate rooms. So stay in the room. So while you're in the room, I mean, <laughs> mess around. That wasn't even a breakup, really. I it know. Was, it was, but it was, I, I can understand it must have been so comforting. Yeah, we're we're not together. You're not allowed no to see anyone else, attached. by the way. Yeah, but also you're not allowed to date. <laughs> you're not allowed to flirt. You're not allowed to do anything like until mine. Until, yeah, mine <laughs> possession. It. I mean, it, it it only happened for a month, and then it it ended. And it's almost like if it's 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 such a perfect way to end it because the way mine ended felt like a part of my heart had been yanked out of me. You had the comfort of easing yourself slowly, like weaning yourself away from but out of this relationship. But can you imagine what that after we separated from each other? Yeah. That it was. Yeah. So it's still, death. it's still, yeah, it's just like, it's, um, what do they say? Something, something the inevitable. It's uh, delaying, yeah, delaying, delaying the inevitable. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's it was very silly. It was a very silly thing. I, to be honest, if I if I was taken back to that time, I wouldn't have done it any other way. Yeah. Because now, in retrospect, looking back a year, like we have been so kind to each other. Like, re- th- of course, there was like moments of of selfishness and like meanness that happened, but I've forgiven it completely, and I'm sure it's been forgiven of me. But like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a breakup any other way. Like yeah. it was the most beautiful way to end a way to end a relationship, and that's why like we're best friends. But now. that's the thing. That's the thing that I think should happen. I don't think that that people should ever end a relationship in anger. And I remember for me, one of the reasons why a year later I reached out to him was because I still loved him, and I couldn't understand how you can share your life so closely with someone for so long and then just yank each other's hearts out. And so I reached out and attempted to have a friendship with him, but then the sexual chemistry instantly came back. And we fell back into 
the sex of it again, but he hadn't changed anything. He was still inconsiderate. He was still the kind of guy who would would be okay in a situation where I was feel I felt insecure and he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, he yeah, was still yeah, that yeah. guy. So for me, looking at it, I realized I'm not, I'm not the same person I was a year ago that could have accepted this. Yep. And cutting away, deciding then, then that I have to delete his number, unfriend him, really like a child from social media. It's not childish. I know. It's it not seems childish. childish. You know what? It is. It's it's just putting a blanket, a protective blanket over your head. I completely understand the removing somebody from social media. I completely get it. I completely am for it. I think the <laughs> minute you break up with somebody, I really think that you should be yeah. like unfollowing them on their social media because otherwise, and I don't know if this happens with everybody, but you kind of get really stalkerish yeah. on like checking to see what are they doing? Who are they hanging out with? What's going on in their life? Yeah. Like what is that person doing? Like where? And then you start like, oh my gosh, you go into this crazy whirlwind of emotions. It's so, so crazy. Yeah. So I, <laughs> social media, the thing for deleting number, I don't get it. I'm like, I want to know if that person is calling. So I'm not going to delete your number. It's so crazy. I can, I'd rather I remember, ignore you. I memorize numbers, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. I can still say his number offhead now. Oh, Even okay. So you'll see it. Yeah. If he calls, I you'll know, know it's it. him. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I, I definitely think the social media thing, as much as it sounds childish, it's not. I think it's a very responsible thing to do in a breakup. Yeah. And I think that's... Yes. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, um, especially with this person that I just broke up with, I didn't get back into the industry when I came back from the job that I had because I knew that I would bump into him in the, within the industry. So I pulled away. I got in, involved in other work that I loved and enjoyed that allowed me to heal very well. But then coming back and the first big job I'm on, he's on it. Uh-huh. So for me, this the cutting away, the chopping away of all contact because I just refused... And every time the feeling of, but you can call him, I'd say, but why? Do you want him back in your life? No. Do you want to have sex with him? No. Do you know that if you call him, you're going to have sex with him? Yes. So do you want to have sex with him? No. So don't call him. I would have those conversations <laughs> like with step myself. by step yeah. by step. Let's just break this thing down. Because it comes like, I miss you so much with no thought behind it yeah yeah and if you don't look at it and face it i know you miss him i know you're lonely i know but this no and this no and this that's how i did it now when i see him at work i'm like and the people he was sleeping with are there yeah absolutely nothing i feel no hatred and i feel no love i I am completely indifferent there's no bitterness but there's no joy either yeah i feel like i'm looking at the newspaper when i look at him yeah yeah nothing Yo, we yo. So <laughs> we could we could like go into the morbid version of this story, but please just let us know your thoughts. Um, if there's anything you want to share, and thank you guys for sharing, sending us your emails, and um, writing us in our inbox. Once again, our email address is thespreadkenya@gmail.com, and we're the Spread Podcast across the board on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have a few messages, right? Or one? Or we two. have two yeah. message questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one comes from, uh, I'm going to call her LN on Facebook. She sent us this message. Hello. The last episode I listened to totally resonated. Hey. Hey, madam. <laughs> resonated with me. I couldn't hold back tears as I listened to it. My story. 
September 2015, I arrive in the UK to start my studies. Met two Kenyan ladies and we became friends. One Friday, I went out with one of them. It was a great night. A guy I had met at one of the clubs walked us to our bus stop. At the bus stop, my friend went to say hi to someone we had met earlier that night. In the middle of the conversation, the guy I was talking to called me. Then friend asked something. Even before the guy could speak, my friend burst out. I know you want to chase me from your house tonight to sleep with that guy. And she got onto the bus and went away. What hurt is what hurt is that she went around telling all the common friends that we had that I was a slut. This oh. is this is from the episode of slut, slut shaming. shaming. Of course, I became known as that girl who likes sleeping around from Kenya amongst a small African community in school. It hurt badly. I cried so many times. I couldn't understand how I was being judged harshly by people. I barely knew from a month ago. Just for talking to someone, I thought I had interesting stories about the country, Gambia. Listening to the podcast just brought out all the hurt and anger and I've been that I've been trying to suppress. Oh, you know, I hate the trauma that happens when you're like at that age, just discovering your sexuality, discovering yourself as a young woman or a young man. I hate the trauma that happens when bullying interferes with your Bully. growth. Because that's what it is. You're, you, uh, and, you know, the, as, at that age, because that means she's about 18, 19, 20 Thereabouts, right? Yeah, possibly. Early 20s, yeah. So peer pressure is still a thing. Yeah. And um, looking good in other people's eyes seems to be more important than what you, what you know about yourself, what you believe about yourself. And that's the thing about shame. Accepting any shame that someone's trying to throw at you is about believing in the things that they're saying, believing the words that they're speaking. You can honestly decide to experience this new country with no involvement from the Kenyan community, which I think is a much better experience of... I've heard that before. ...of travel, by the way. I would definitely say because of how small a family it becomes out there, these unions become too important. But the truth is, these people don't really know anything about you. They don't know anything about where you grew up, who you are, what kind of decisions you make. And it doesn't matter what they say. They don't know you. So they can't say a single truth about you. Yeah. You cannot accept what they tell you or what they say about you. Yeah. But but also, um, in, a, in a country where there's no one else, I can imagine how hard it is to then feel even more alone. Mm. You've already left all of your family and all of your friends to go to a new space and meet new people who are supposed to be your family. You know, the friends that you meet when you leave the country, those are the people that become your family for, mm. for life. And then to in immediately to have those people like um, shame you or bully you or make you feel isolated, you know, just kind of remove you from the community, that must be... Difficult. It's like you left the country and then now you've left the country again. Exactly. Yeah. Like even worse with hurt now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I did respond to her and I told, I, I felt so badly for her. I, I apologize if you're listening to this show. I mean, just sorry about that. Um, but I feel like this is one of those life change. There's ins things that happen in our lives at different instances that, that change our lives completely. And I feel like... Uh, Nini, you were telling me this earlier, that we should look at all of these negative past experiences like a blessing almost, yeah. and be grateful for them. And Ellen, I feel like this is one of those experiences that even though you don't know it now, you will soon know how much stronger this one experience is going to make you yeah. and how it'll make you a better person. Because these are the experiences that you learn from and that make you who you are. 
you know? Yeah, but I would also like to give um, Helen a few exercises right now that she can just do with herself. Like, because it's so hard to get over this whole bullying thing unless you take responsibility for making yourself happy, making yourself feel loved. And there's no one else who can love you apart from yourself. Affirm that you love yourself. Affirm that these words that people are throwing at you mean nothing, even if it hurts. Just keep affirming it. That honestly, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But put little stickers up on your mirror so that you can see them every day when you wake up. Say that you're amazing, regardless of what they are saying about you. And then remember what you went for. You're losing the plot That's as well. True. You didn't go to get a community or a family. That's not why you left this country. What is, what, what is your pursuit? What are you going for? Pursue what you went there to pursue and forget about anything else that comes in your way to distract you. And you love you. You take care of you. Ask yourself a question, by the way. What do I need to give myself to make myself feel happy right now? Yes, Nini. Preach, sister. Preach, sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're wishing you all the best and you're going to be very successful. And when you're doing your TED Talk, this is going to be one of the Nini's you're going to talk. This is going to be one of the topics that you talk about. Yeah. Um, the next sort of comment that I got is actually from a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, the episode of Slut Shaming, she says, one, I was like, so did you like the show? She was like, yes, just one minor, minor thing. <laughs> it would have been nice to delve more into the religion debate. You know, I'm a strong Christian. And even then, I feel that Christianity is not one overall view. And many who proclaim their quote unquote good Christians have distorted it. So it would have been good to hear you to debate it. Basically, she's asking about how we're always talking about Christian guilt and, and the whole thing of like Christians being the... Oh. quote unquote more evil yeah i know i had this <laughs> talk with my mom yesterday it was just in a passing comment i was watering my lavender or something and then um so i asked her what's this there's a plant that has just come up and i'm like what's this and she tells me the name of this plant that means pregnant before marriage so in kekikuyu culture this was the evidence because you would crave eating the leaves of that plant when you're pregnant, so then your folks would know. So then I, she says, they would know that you have done bad things. And I'm like, sex is not bad. <laughs> That's what I just said to her. Bad manners. Sex is not bad manners. First of all, because I laughed. I said, is that how you were found out? She got pregnant before she got uh-huh. married. <laughs> and what was her response to that? She said, to, yeah, I, I have never said I am perfect. I never said I was an angel. <laughs> I never said I have done the best. I was caught doing bad manners. <laughs> Sex is not bad. But that's the thing. It's like it is so ingrained in my, my mother is in her 60s and she has had a pleasurable sex in her life. But why is it that for her the experience of sex is so a bad thing? It's a sin. It is against God. Yeah, but it's even not just taboo. It's against God. It's almost like, but then who made it? Who created that sexual being? And who gave beings? you that feeling? Who gave you those feelings? Why do you feel that way? Yeah. Like, and people um, associate those sex feelings with, like, that's Sin. the devil. Sin. So I'm just like, why does the devil have any, like, influence over you if you're so... My thing is, my thing is, if you're such a Christian and so full of God, or, or so to speak... And then why does the devil have any so much influence yeah. of your body? How is it that he comes and takes control and yeah. overpowers this most powerful God? Yeah. 
and then takes control of you and somehow you're now the sinner yeah. please note <laughs> you are just over there worshiping god yeah? yeah then the devil came took over of you made you physically attracted to lustful towards this person but now you're the sinner yeah i don't understand those concepts and that's why i cannot i can't discuss sexuality from that perspective because i don't understand those concepts but first of all because i do believe in in a creator and i do believe that we are all one part of our creator whether you're muslim or buddhist or christian i believe we're all one so i cannot discuss it from a god who will punish me for a desire that i had nothing to do with i did not create the desire to be sexually attracted to a being yes and I don't understand the blocking of that desire. I feel like it blocks and, and not even an ex- a creative expression of a human being. Actually, that's right it is. I feel like the fact that we decide that the, from the waist down we don't exist, the PP is for susuing and for giving birth and the penis is for pupu is for susuing and I don't know what else. And also <laughs> um um just like masturbation and how Christians feel about that. So it's not even necessarily that the sexuality is is directed at another being even even it's, for yourself. Yeah. I mean we're raised yeah that pr- pleasurable feeling and actually I think it's because um and I I have to say this but Christianity was never our original um f- social like, construct or cultural construction yes. or religious it construct. It was brought to us. Yeah. So it was brought to us as a way of um controlling us because um the the colonialists figured that they needed to you know they taught us how to read and when they taught us how to read they taught us how to read the bible divide and, and rule and then ch- teaching us that this um this person this one person is more important than everybody else and through that it was a way of controlling us and even though we don't really realize it now in a lot of christian avenues we're being controlled by being told that things are good or things are bad and sexuality is one of the things that by the way in times of mau mau that were used to control us we were raped and we were uh, both men and women children we were raped and we were killed but sex was used as a form of control yeah and so that's a thing that we've carried into our today life which is just it's a very Oh, it's very hard to get over that um it's like it's that thing for people don't know that they're you don't know you're naked until somebody t- comes and tells you that you're naked you don't know you're black until someone comes to tell you you're black it's you the know, same thing you know i i realized for the first time in my life when i traveled to the states that i was black yeah i didn't know it yeah until there was such a divide it's just like i re- it's like realizing about your sexuality like oh but this is how i feel this is normal for me and then somebody comes and tells you actually that feeling is wrong which is what christianity does and so i mean i hope you understand what it is i'm saying i'm not i mean i'm not for you know putting down even though it kind of does sound like i'm putting down somebody's religion but this is just my personal observation and my view so if it's a thing that you choose to believe i really really feel like you should research um the history of religion yeah, yeah. just generally and a lot don't of it be is blinded by by anything that you don't understand. I don't think that belief should come without understanding. And I think understanding empowers you. Now for Kaz and I, and I'll be very honest, I do not want to discuss the Christian aspect of sexuality on this show because it is a senseless discussion for me. I am a sinner and I'm going to hell. And that is the end yeah. of that. And there's no other argument that I can present to a Christian about sex because I am a sinner and I'm going to hell. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah. And I There's cannot, no form of un- Christians don't come with understanding. Yeah. 
the way I find that non-Christians do. Yes. Because I feel like people that are not Christians are more open to like, oh, if that's the way that you want to do, then do it. But a Christian is like, this is it. This is the only way. This is how it should be done. And there's no two ways about it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's your... I get it. It's your truth. And feel free if it's helping you in your personal, in your, if it's helping you, then let it be your truth. But don't come and tell me that it's the only way. Yeah. Because it isn't. There's seven Hundreds. plus billion people on this earth who are believing in so many different things yes. and living. There's people who are raised in the desert who know nothing about religion, who, know, who actually don't have any religious or spiritual belief. They just live. And they're good people. If somebody falls and trips on the road, they will stop and they will help them or they will feed their neighbor. And this is how we lived before Christianity. So you're trying to tell me, it's almost like them trying to tell me that those people are going to go to hell because if you don't give your, your soul or your life to Jesus Christ, then you're going to hell. I love like, what Desmond Tutu said, by the way, when his when his daughter got married, he said, I don't want to go into a hell that is homophobic. I'll say, um, yeah, I'm not saying I don't want, I don't want to go into a heaven that's homophobic. I'll say I want the other place, that other place that's not homophobic. That's where I want to that's go. That's where I want to go. And think about it. Sex is a reality. It's a beautiful expression of creativity, of love, of companionship, of comfort. And if any if anyone looks at it as a sin, then I cannot have this discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the spread, Kenya. Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Hey, yeah. I want to show you places that I won't let nobody else see. I'll let you go inside to the places I want to hide. I don't want nobody else seeing me naked. But I'll risk it for you, I want you to take it.